So let me be very honest with you. This particular episode, there's a lot to talk about. From the biologically overqualified to the stereotypically underqualified to the dramatic overestimation and so on and so forth. But before I get to all of that, let's start from the wonderful world of OnlyFans. Now, OnlyFans models and sex workers have started feeling the pinch of the very sluggish economy stating that they are having to work harder than ever. Now, this was actually a headline that I was seeing online on a bunch of sites and IG posts and I've got to admit, it does seem pretty interesting. Because imagine one of them being interviewed and them talking about how they're having to work harder in that industry. Because let's be honest, them working harder in that industry does seem like a pretty pleasurable thing. Because imagine one of them busy saying, you know what, I have to suck four more dicks this week. Or there's someone else who's busy complaining that they have to send more than 15 nudes a week or a month. Like, it does seem pretty interesting. Because imagine them visiting their therapist and they're like, oh, you know, I've really been doing so much work of late. You know, the industry is becoming so hard to work in. I'm doing so much more. Now I have to do doggy style six days a week. Alright, let me be very honest. I know for a fact that OnlyFans isn't just the sexual content. Of course, there's more stuff that's put on there, but it's known for the sexual content. It's just that it does seem very hard to sort of empathize with you know their struggles and then saying that they have to work harder than ever before because when you think about a sex worker working harder than ever before it just feels like it's more pleasure than they normally get so it's actually supposed to be you know like a much better feeling but i guess probably in the same way that i probably might treat this podcast sort of like a profession and doing more episodes kind of drains me out it'll probably do the same to them although I'm not gonna lie, because of doing a little bit of research, I know for a fact that it's not just the sexual content or more or less the sexual media that makes OnlyFans creators what they are. Like, they actually do a hell of a lot more there. You know, there's a lot of chatting to the subscribers individually. You know, there's a lot of the requests that they'll take and shit and stuff that they'll do for their fans. So I know there's a lot more that is done there. And to a certain degree, I do kind of feel sorry for them because every single person who hears that you're an OnlyFans creator just thinks you're just whoring yourself out on camera. Which could be true, but to a certain degree, you're sort of like some person or a bunch of people's online girlfriend or boyfriend or some shit like that. So it's almost like this artificial relationship that's created in a virtual space for you to connect with your fans in some sort of way. Which is kind of why I also feel sorry, if not feel more sorry for the fans, or should I call them subscribers or consumers or some shit, than I do for the creators. Because these people are sort of used to this whole online girlfriend service that they've been getting and they've been paying for it every single month. But now, because their discretionary spending has to go down because the economy is fucked and the inflation is going through the roof, is now forcing them to sort of leave it. So you're probably finding that there's some guy busy crying in a dark corner somewhere, busy, I miss my relationship with me and Khalifa. And when you ask him why, he's like, I can't afford her. I don't know what to do. And you're busy thinking that, you know, this guy should have known that this is almost like gold digging. But he doesn't care. He's so used to that kind of relationship. While there's someone else who's busy like, uh, I miss Black China's feet. Uh, I can't afford it right now and it sucks. 
oh my goodness like you kind of feel sorry for these people because it's like their hearts are breaking just because they can't afford to keep them intact and the worst part is now this would probably be the point in time where i'd tag myself and be like how about you listen to break time on west side so that you can you know find a way to keep your heart intact without having to rely on a couple of internet babes that supply their girlfriend services to anyone who's willing to pay. And I'd make sure they'd know that their healing would begin the moment I start the podcast by saying these very typical words, which are... Welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one break time podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who has not been working harder than ever, because hard is the only way that we work. He is a man who likes his women the same exact way he likes his yogurt. It is none other than your tall, dark and mildly handsome man, Sir Danverby. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, you know the drill. If you don't know the drill, then I'm going to repeat it for you. And if you know the drill, you can repeat it after me. And if you don't feel like repeating it after me, then you can just listen and it'll kind of just repeat in your head. Because it's a very simple way of how it is that you can submit tweets for me to discuss on this show and contribute to the discussions that happen on this podcast. And it's a very simple drill and it goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of at Bagaka the D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle, and I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly. On Facebook and on Instagram, if it is a screenshot, if it is a screen grab from Twitter, then you can send it to at Breaktime on West Side on both platforms, and I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly. And if you are listening through an app that allows for ratings and reviews, a nice rating and or review will be highly appreciated. You know, gets me up the charts and continues helping me reassert the truth that I am a chart-topping podcaster, of which, funny enough, I was checking the past week's stats, and interestingly enough, for actually a bit of time, we were actually the number one podcast in the relationships category on Apple Podcasts. So if anything, we should continue with the ratings and reviews, so you know, I can continue staying there because, well, I am a chart-topping podcaster. But anyways, that said and done, we have a bunch of tweets we need to discuss, and we have a lot more to come with that because there's a ton that I wanted to discuss and I just figured i might as well throw it in there uh, first of all internet explorer is officially dead that happened last week somewhere in the middle and to be very honest i kind of feel like people are giving it too much love and it's not even worth all of that like people were busy talking about how legendary internet explorer was and let's be very honest it's not that it was legendary internet explorer was actually a very shit browser and the only reason you'd probably be using internet explorer is because you didn't have any other browser to use on your machine or you probably had other options of browsers to use but your computer just couldn't support any other besides internet explorer which came in the box so let's be very honest it's not that we had that much of a choice when we were using internet explorer so there's nothing legendary about it besides the fact that it was like the slowest the most laggy and the most annoying browser to use so it was more shit than it was legendary and i will leave it at that and i will move it the hell on now the world swimming governing body known as fina has adopted new rules for transgender athletes only permitting swimmers who transitioned before the age of 12 to compete in women's events now FINA's members voted in 71.5% in favor of the new quote-unquote gender inclusion policy at the organization's extraordinary general congress on Sunday about a week or two ago. So the short version of it is transgender women can no longer participate in women's swimming, which let's be honest is a great thing. 
because if anyone actually sort of paid attention to global news i think it was like two or three months ago there was this guy who ranked at like 400 and something in men's swimming the guy literally transitioned became a woman and then went for women's swimming and went in and placed first like they were ranked as the first which does go on to show you how when you kind of look at transgenders they're almost like a cheat code when it comes to like women's sports because you have the anatomy of a guy which is incredibly athletic incredibly strong and powerful and shit and you're putting them amongst babes and all of a sudden you're expecting that they'll be on the same playing field fuck no throwing in a guy in a competition for women is pretty much like a cheat code and that's why to a certain degree i feel like transgenders are a cheat code because they get the benefits of women such as you know being treated you know nicer by people and also have the benefits of being a guy which is you know stronger faster more athletic so they can definitely throw a punch if someone pisses them off so in some ways transgender women which is you know the men that transition to becoming women are sort of like the best cheat code although at the same time you look at the transgender men you know the women that transitioned and became men and they're kind of like the worst combination ever because they have the anatomy of a babe which isn't as strong as fast as athletic and they're in the same environment with a group of people of a gender that has more of that in spades and worse still is probably more resilient to a lot of the shit that babes have been throwing at them and as a result it's like you're a bit shorthanded because like take for example when it comes to approaching babes i don't think babes know how badly guys get rejected like they can hear stories they can probably listen to us joking about it but they don't know how hard that shit hits so a transgender man might end up finding it extremely hard trying to hit on a woman at the gym who will look at them like a creep or you know down the street when they look at you and they start saying that you're harassing them or you know no matter how well you treat them they will go for the shittier guy like i don't think there's a lot of babes that would actually stand or be perfectly okay with that kind of treatment but guys kind of get used to that shit over time because that's just how our, our lives are but all in all I'd want to see how all of this sort of plays out because apparently they are sort of setting up an open competition category so if anything at least they are sort of taking into consideration that there are transgender athletes that are not trying to game the system by being transgender but all that said and done i will leave it at that and move it on because we have tweets to discuss so let us move it on so on to our very first tweet of this episode Fellas, what's the longest you kept a woman around knowing that you didn't want anything serious with her? I'm a start. Seven years. Okay, maybe it's just me that doesn't entirely understand this, but why would you stay in a relationship with someone you're not trying to do anything seriously with for a long period of time? Like, I don't know. I've never really understood it because, I don't know, I guess because I haven't been in any relationship that succeeded a year, I can really say that I know. But I'm guessing most people will probably be in a relationship for like the first year, the first year and a half. You know, it's all bliss. It's all love. People are getting the feeling and shit. But after that, you know, stuff kind of fades. There's no butterflies in the stomach. You guys sort of settled in almost kind of like friends. And at that point in time, I guess that's when you'd probably know for a fact if you should spend the rest of your life with this shorty or if you're trying to do anything serious 
or if you know the relationship was purely just for you know matters of the heart and shit like i feel like at that point in time you should have probably known but you find people are in a relationship for like three years four years five years and all of a sudden it's like oh do you want to settle down with this babe oh do you want to marry this babe and you can hear someone and they're like no i don't intend on doing that why would i want to like i like this babe and she can be a nice girlfriend but i don't think she'd make a good wife and you look at someone you're like why the fuck are you with her for such a long time because in some ways while i get yes as the whole preservation of value and you can care about this person and you don't want to hurt them you're literally just wasting their time because imagine if you're in a relationship with a babe for what eight years and she started at the age of 22 and you leave her and she's at the age of 30. Her, she was probably even foreseeing that you guys were going to get married. And, you know, you probably even gave her the impression even though you didn't openly say it. Hell, you guys even had those like big discussions such as, you know, spending habits, how many kids you should get and shit. But all of a sudden, you know, you end the relationship, you know, you've wasted eight years of her life of which you could have probably kept it at two years maybe three years at the most and you could have moved on and possibly found someone that you could be happy with and she could have also moved on and been with someone that she can actually have the future that she wants to have with but you keep her around you decide to stay in a relationship you don't want to be in for what reason like i can get the whole desire not to be lonely but for you as a guy why would you do that like there's no increased value there's no increased social market value from you being in a relationship for an incredibly long time for a babe i can get you know there's the whole assurance that this babe will stick with someone for a long time but for you as a guy it makes absolutely zero sense you'd probably have more social market value from banging more babes but if you have more babes that you're banging and you're in a relationship for a long time then you're probably just gonna come out as a cheat which also kind of decreases your market value for the people that are trying to get into a relationship with you you get like i honestly feel like there's no plausible understanding or at least i can't foresee any plausible understanding as to why a guy would do this personally i think it's wrong i don't advocate for wasting someone's time probably because i value mine quite a bit and honestly if you don't feel like you're going to be with someone or you don't want to be serious with someone for a long time then the moment you feel like you're done with them just leave it might hurt them but at least they will have a chance to go and be with someone that can actually treat them better or at least have the same sort of outlook that they do don't waste that time like there was some shit that some guy had said on twitter a bit of a while back i don't know if it was a couple of months or even last year and i can remember talking about it and it was them saying that a guy will know whether he wants to spend the rest of his life with you within the first six months they don't need to be there with you for like years and years and years and to a certain degree i do actually kind of agree with that you know you'd probably want to settle down with someone or at least if you are thinking of settling down with someone within those first six months you'd probably have a pretty good idea whether you will or you won't but all in all while some people might take six months and others might take a year just please don't waste someone's time because i think anything exceeding a year and a half to two years and you're in your 20s or in your 30s or even in your 40s and you're not trying to settle down with them is honestly just wasting someone's time and that time is incredibly precious you know if you love them set them free anyways all that said and done i will leave it at that so on to our very next tweet of this episode women to stay away from 
nurses, IG models, podcast owners, realtors, teachers, bottle girls, newest addition is stock traders and flight attendants will come at an honorable mention. All right. So, wow, this is a lot of professions. <laughs> uh am I saying that I agree with it? No, but I can kind of get why someone would because there's a lot of stereotypes with women in these particular professions. Now, I can understand being told to stay away from nurses, IG models, bottle girls and flight attendants because there's this belief that a lot of them will get a lot of random dick or at least they'll be fucked randomly by random people and it's very easy for them to cheat now can i say that it's true no but a lot of us have seen the nurse porn we have seen the flight attendants and the whole idea of the mile high club stories and i guess bottle girls considering that they're at the club and some guy will want to blow stack and sometimes they're skimpily dressed maybe they might be looking for a guy to spend stack on them and they're willing to give up the pussy that one i can get from a stereotypical point of view do i entirely believe it no now realtors and teachers to a certain degree i can guess that it's not about the sex it's about the mindset because when you're on IG and you see a lot of these realtors busy talking about, you know, what it is that they do and there's someone who's saying, oh, you know, I'm in real estate or, you know, I'm in stock trading. You know, they usually on this whole, oh, you know, I'm all about the growth mindset. You know, I grind every single time. I'm looking for a man to build with, blah, blah, blah. And half of that stereotypical bullshit that they repeat on and on and on again can just be tiring as fuck. Now, to a certain degree, I'm not gonna lie, they do sound like niggas because it's guys who will brag about what it is that they do and how they do it. Stock people will talk about how, you know, they always go into stock trading and shit and realtors will talk about real estate. And that seems like a very masculine thing to do. And I'd probably avoid that because if you are dating someone who's stereotypically in that category, that's what you'd expect. Now, that one I can understand. Podcast owners, that one, it's mostly the obscene opinions. And especially if you look at the place where there's a lot of black females in the podcasting space, which is the US of A, they have a lot of very, very interesting, controversial opinions. Do they believe in it? Do they not? I can't say for sure, but those interesting opinions can be what will write some people off. And I can understand why. So I will leave it at that. The one I don't get is teachers though. Teachers, okay, maybe some of them have been fucking their students. I, I actually have dealt with a couple of stories of it. Maybe they are fucking their students, but I don't think it's all of them. And I do think that a lot of teachers are actually pretty nice people. Now, does it mean that they aren't fucking their students? Well, I guess maybe for the most of them they aren't or there aren't that many stories that they aren't. You know, compared to the number of teachers that exist and the number of stories that are out there, I don't even think it's 3% of the teaching population that are doing that. So if anything, I think teachers should be scrapped off this list. Nurses, it's a bit ish-ish. Bottle girls, that's entirely up to you. And probably realtors. Realtors probably should also get the benefit of the doubt because not all of them are about this whole stereotypical, I'm just trying to build a blah, blah bullshit. But Anyways, that's just my choosing and you can feel free to tell me yours, but we shall move it on to our very final tweet of this episode. Only broke niggas worry about gold diggers. 
Niggas like blowing a bag. It is an ego boost. If a chick with a nigga running it up, it's because he wants to run it up. It is a mutual benefit for all parties involved. He's getting that ego boost slash strokes and she's getting that financial security. The game is the game, baby. Okay, I can agree to the first half, okay, the first quarter of this entire tweet. And that is only broke niggas worry about gold diggers. Um, to a huge degree, I guess probably because I haven't seen the ultra wealthy side of life yet. I can say that this is true. A lot of broke guys are the ones who will complain about gold diggers. And also women as well, I guess. But also rich guys do worry about gold diggers because especially if they're trying to have something meaningful and long term, they will worry about a babe just wanting them for their money. Like I actually know a homie who's been making really good money who was expressing this same issue right now. Like he's like, he's actually looking for a babe, but now he has to start worrying about whether they just want to be with him for the money. But that said and done, do niggas like blowing a bag? I don't think so. I honestly do not. I think some guys might want to blow a bag for the sake of their own validation. But for the typical regular guy that makes good money, they don't particularly want to just blow a bag on a shorty. Now, the reason why it can look that way is because as human beings, we believe in reciprocity um, I, or reciprocation, if I can put it that way. Now, the idea is if I give you something and you feel nice about it, then you're also sort of inclined to want to give me something back, you know, which is which is kind of something that you know, most people have learned to do, you know, whether it's barter trade, whether it's, it's, you know, just treating people well, you know, if you treat me nicely, I'll treat you nicely. If you give me loyalty, I will also be loyal to you till the end. Like that's sort of the reciprocity that a lot of us human beings want and expect from other people. Now for guys, because sex is a challenge, that sort of kind of factors in the same exact way. Which is why guys will believe in the act of putting money down before or after the sex as a way of, you know, sort of satisfying the needs of the other person. Now, that can come in the form of you paying a prostitute or taking a babe out on a date. Or after you've banged a shorty, you know, you, you take her home or you pay for her Uber or you pay for her Uber so that she can come and then you fuck her and then you pay for her Uber to go back home. Now, if you make more money and you end up sleeping with or being with a babe that you feel is so much higher level than you are or that you think she is, then you will probably want to do more for her because you feel like she is worth a hell of a lot more. So take, for example, if you fucked Demi Rose, you know, the IG influencer and model and shit, and you felt like she's this super high level woman and she asks you to get her a Chanel bag so that you can fuck her, then you'll probably buy her a couple of them, assuming that you will get a couple of more rounds to fuck. Now, people will do that and they will feel like they're perfectly satisfied. Now, if you can have her as a girlfriend and she sticks to you and she only fucks you, but she wants a high level lifestyle, then some guys will feel like, you know what, she's a fine babe and she's with a guy with means. So I have to show that I can, you know, afford to take care of her and they will be open to, you know, letting her blow the stack and everything. But now, if she was to tell you, you know what, I'm a high level babe and shit, but all I want you to do is make me breakfast in the morning after you fucked me and just treat me like a decent babe and be sweet with me. I kid you the fuck not, guys would never spend money on her. Guys would never, or at least they would on occasion. 
as a way of showing love not as a result of them showing that they can blow stack which is why i feel like the guys that usually say such shit about all oh, guys wanting to spend money and shit are simply guys who just want to show that they have money and the only way that they can show that they have money is when they get a high maintenance babe and blow a bunch of stack because you don't show that you have a lot of money by telling everyone that you have a lot of money or showing you know your bank account balance you show it by going for expensive shit buying expensive cars eating at expensive places and going to expensive destinations and for the most part if you're doing this and just posting it on the gram then all you're doing is just showing that you have money so that people can like you a lot more so at the end of it it's literally just for your own validation Although, then again, maybe I am wrong about this. Maybe guys actually do love blowing a stack on babes. They just don't have the stack to blow on the babes. Either way, I want your thoughts on this. The DMs are open on Twitter. It is at BagakaTheD, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle. On Facebook and on IG, it is at Breaktime on Westside. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And I will catch you guys on the next break. <laughs>